Hey everyone, I'm David Chalian, the CNN Political Director. This is the CNN Political Briefing. Here's what you need to know in politics for Monday, October 31st. The final push before the midterm elections begins in earnest. Eight days to go. Candidates are making their closing arguments as battle for control of Congress hangs in the balance. Republicans are feeling pretty good as this midterm campaign season makes the final turn into the home stretch here with just eight days to go. Why? Well, first of all, history's on their side. Typically, the party out of power picks up seats when it is the president's first midterm election. So that is one reason to feel good. Two, the political environment is advantageous for them. Survey after survey of voters and conversations with voters and reporting with all the campaigns and political operatives around the country heavily involved in this midterm indicate top of mind for voters is the economy and inflation. And by a long shot, that's top of mind. And if you ask voters on that issue which party they trust more to handle it, or if you look at the voters who say the economy is the most important issue, what they say about their intended congressional vote, it's an overwhelming Republican advantage. So when you have an issue environment that's working for you and you have sort of the traditional historical nature of midterm elections and you have the narrowest Democratic majorities in decades, I mean, you couldn't get more narrow in the Senate. It's a 50-50 Senate. Republicans only need a net gain of one seat to win control there. And in the House, Republicans are currently five seats away from the majority. Now, given redistricting, they'll probably need to pick up more than just a net gain of five, but not that much more. These are very narrow Democratic majorities. So that is what is giving Republicans optimism in this moment. So the question, of course, is what can Democrats do about it? Well, one, we saw them put out their superstar surrogate, Barack Obama, probably the most popular Democrat in the country to help rev up the base and turn out the early vote. We'll hear from him in a little bit on the podcast. But we're also learning from my colleague Edward Isaac Dovier that there are Democrats doing sort of a last minute strategy shift here due to the concern about the economic headwinds and the fact that they don't think the stakes of the election have been properly set for voters, meaning that the actual American democracy is at risk here. Now, this came to light a uh, full force again this weekend in the aftermath of that attack in San Francisco on Paul Pelosi, the speaker's husband, and what we know are uh, the assailant's sort of ties to some of the conspiracy theory uh, thinking around the 2020 election. So that whole conversation of January 6th and the what the January 6th committee is exposed and this moment of political violence in America all came to the fore again. And uh, there are Democrats who had planned this strategy, but are now also sort of seizing on the moment of the news to make this argument to voters that democracy must be the thing front of mind above all else. Here's an ad that is going up tomorrow from Elaine Luria. She's a Democrat incumbent running in a very vulnerable, tough district for her in Southern Virginia. Give a listen. And if standing up for what's right means losing an election, so be it. If you're looking for someone who'll just say anything just to win, I'm not your candidate. If you support insurrectionists or call our military weak, I'm not your candidate. If you attack the FBI and defend Donald Trump, I'm not your candidate. And if you believe the 2020 election was stolen, definitely not your candidate. Now, again, all the polling seems to suggest the economy just dwarfs this issue 
uh, in many ways. But some Democrats who are concerned are trying to make a final sale on just where they see the stakes in this election. As for the battle for control of the United States Senate, we got some new polling from the New York Times and Siena College in four critical states that will help determine which party will be in control of the United States Senate. In Nevada and in Georgia, those Democratic incumbents are in very tough races against their Republican challengers. It's a dead heat in Nevada. Catherine Cortez Masto, the Democratic incumbent, and Republican Adam Laxalt, each at 47% among likely voters. No clear leader. And in Georgia, also no clear leader. Within the margin of error, 49% of likely voters backing Warnock, the Democratic incumbent, 46% backing his Republican challenger, Herschel Walker. In Arizona and Pennsylvania, Democrats are seeing a slight advantage in those contests. Mark Kelly holds 51% of support among likely voters compared to Blake Masters' 45% support. And in Pennsylvania, John Fetterman is at 49% support. He's the Democratic lieutenant governor. Mehmet Eyes, the Republican challenger, with 44% support among likely voters. Important to note, most of that poll was taken before that big debate that those two candidates had in Pennsylvania last week. But polls, as you know, are just simply a snapshot. They are not meant to be predictive, and they are certainly not precision instruments to understand precisely and exactly where a race is, which is why Democrats are leaving nothing to chance here. Listen to Joe Biden on Saturday in Delaware after he cast his early vote ballot. So I'm going to be spending the rest of the time making the case that this is not a referendum. It's a choice, a fundamental choice a choice between two very different visions for the country. And here was Barack Obama in Wisconsin on Saturday trying to make the contrast argument with Republicans. Own the libs and getting Donald Trump's approval. That's their agenda. They're not interested in solving problems. They're interested in making you angry and then finding somebody to blame. And they're hoping that that'll distract you from the fact that they don't have any answers of their own. But the chairman of the Republican National Committee said that this is a very simple election equation. Listen to Ronna Romney McDaniel on Fox News Sunday. And I think the American people are looking at this and saying, do we really want to give them this job again for another two years? Am I better off than I was two years ago? And it's a resounding no. And that's why Republicans have put forward a plan. And I'm very confident that we're going to have great wins. And the chairman of the Republican Senate Committee Rick Scott, Republican of Florida, he was on with my colleague Dana Bash on CNN State of the Union on Sunday, and you can hear him closing out his message where Republicans have been for weeks on the economy, on crime, on immigration. This is our year. The, the Democrats can't run on anything they've done. People don't like what they've done. They don't like high inflation. They don't like gas prices, food prices up. They don't like it. The public doesn't like an open border. They don't like they don't like high crime. And that's what the Democrats are known for. We're now approaching that 20 million mark of early votes, just eight days to go. That's going to ramp up in this week ahead. This very engaged electorate, well, we're going to soon be able to count their votes. That's it for today's political briefing. Thanks so much for listening. Please take a moment and be sure to follow us wherever you get your podcast. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move to NetSuite. Backed by popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to netsuite.com briefing. netsuite.com briefing.